Yo, what's shaking, AC? How are you? My hand, my hand is what's shaking. <laughs> yeah. Hoping you're actually shaking for real. Exactly. For for those of you listening to us on a podcast streaming network, Angela's shaking or waving your waving her hand. <laughs> yeah, I was waving. I was like, "Hey, Robert." Yep. Yeah. And speaking of that, one thing I learned is that when people can see your hands, that they create it helps build trust. So, so now Robert, for those of you that are listening. Is holding his hands up on the screen, um, but yeah, it's good to. It's people want to kind of. It makes sense when you think about it, right? Like if, if if somebody's got their hand behind their back or something, you definitely be concerned. Okay, Absolutely. you can put your hands down now. I trust. I can put, I can put them down now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you can put them down now. But anyway, I thought that was an interesting tip I got from a, a speaker once, and I thought it might explain. I don't know some things about when you look at people on Zoom and then they have their hands up, they have their hands down. I don't know, just something to, to be aware of. Yeah. Okay. Well. My phone is ringing. <laughs> Everyone, hey. like the, the the lines are calling in. Everyone has questions. <laughs> <laughs> all our callers are all our listeners, right? Yeah. Well, but, what are they asking? What question are they asking? Well, actually, um, they're literally calling and sending me text messages. So one of the questions was actually something that we were touched on during one of these roundtables that we were at, right? So we've been talking about a lot about franchisee profitability. And, you know, you were on Clubhouse talking about unlocking hidden profitability. We talk about all this sort of stuff and the biggest gaps, et cetera, et cetera. And it all sort of boils down to one thing is making sure that your franchisees are proactively supported, right? And that transcends just franchising, right? If you have a business business that's got multiple locations, you know, like a Walmart or something, and you've got regional managers and directors, those people need to be proactively supported as well, right? But without digressing there, back to franchising, um, supporting your team. And sometimes, you know, you think, well, listen, I've got these awesome team members, why don't I enlist them to help me support my team, you know, like getting a franchise. Oh, okay. Getting a franchisee to be a franchise business coach, right? And that was one of the subjects of of this roundtable. You know what I mean? Mm. So I wanted to talk about that because it totally flipped my my like mind on what it could be. You know, I went into that thinking it might be a good idea. And I left thinking it might not be such a good idea. I call it one of those million dollar questions. (laughs) So so then we did our job. We just kept you on you kept we we did our job at that round table. I mean Ideally, at every roundtable, people leave with with a lot of. I guess I mean they did leave with clarity, but the clarity was that that there is no perfect answer on this one. So yeah, so tell me what um, when you thought it might not be a good idea. What stood out to you that that you thought, oh yeah, I can see that concern or this concern. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, I would have thought it was a good idea because if you have a good, a, a great performing franchisee who's nailed it, follows the system, all that sort of stuff, has good time management, they can go help the other franchisees because they've been in there, you know? They're yeah. a third party, they're somebody that's more trusted, you know, they're they're able to help them and they they know what they're doing, right? And I'm like, this is this is a no-brainer. But then I get, get it onto this round table. I'm like, all right, there's a few problems that are going to we're going to encounter here if your franchisee is coaching other franchisees the other franchisees may start thinking well this is just a puppet for head office you lose that sort of independence or third party you know they're just pushing head offices narrative you know they're 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 just regurgitating what the government says (laughs) right um The second thing I do you want me to keep going or do you want to talk about that can I just yeah just touch on that real quick here because um 
yeah, I just wanted to say it a little bit of a different way. I got, I know the point you're saying, and that's how it landed on you. For me, it was, it's also that it, it's, it just, it becomes sort of like politics, like it, it creates some politics. And when, so what I caught too, that I, I sort of thought about before, but just to hear other people say it is that the franchisee initially has more credibility because they, franchisees listen more to their peers, which is a, a fact. I mean, I've, I've been there, I've been a franchisee and felt that like more, more trusting of my peers. And so they're listening to them. But at some point, like that, that field person, that franchisee that becomes a field coach has to um, uh, be on the side of the franchisor when it comes to their that role. So they really kind of become, you know, on that franchisor home office team. And so that that peer-to-peer thing starts to eventually fade. One person said it's about three years. I mean, that's just subjective, but it, to recognize that, that that benefit can fade off and the person can, the, the franchisee that's being coached on the other side of things can, can say, well, you haven't been directly in the, uh, as a, acting as a franchisee, so you don't get it anymore. You know, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. What's something else you caught? Um, something else, um, was, well, I mean, now another one's coming to me, but let, let me, let me stay on the same track here is another thing is, um, will that franchisee coach now stop paying attention to their business? You know, right. will their focus get digressed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a third one that came to me was like, okay, so how does compensation work? You know, do you start to get into a mess of like how much they're paying for royalties and, and all that sort of stuff? Like, do you, do you give them a discount? Do you not give them a discount? All like there's, there's, there's problems that could arise from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't get into that conversation a whole lot. I was, so I, I meant to, and then it just was such a meaty conversation, but I do think you'd look at what compensation you're giving your, and it depends on how, if, are there, are they full-time or not, but you look at your other uh, coach team members and, and, and I would probably not go anywhere near royalties and things like that. Cause I feel like that could be just opening up a massive can of worms. Um, but yeah, so, so those are some things. Um, yeah. My, my general takeaway has always been that it can work, but there's a lot more to it than you think. I think one of the biggest things that, people don't necessarily take into account is that I said this at the round table, you can be a really good soccer player, but it doesn't mean you'd be a good soccer coach. Right. So, uh, you know, we talk all the time at AC Inc about the importance of getting the right person in the field and what are the traits and, and skills and uh, soft skills. We talk a lot about that they need to have and a franchisee might or might not have that those soft skills or those leadership skills to uh to deal with those big conflicts and challenges that come up now they if they're high performer they probably do have some of that but do they know specifically how to coach another franchisee on what they've learned just or what they know just because they know it doesn't mean they can automatically coach it so i think that's something that you know people overlook they just think oh this franchisee is good at this just because the, they're good in their operations of their business doesn't mean they're they're a good business coach yeah. And there's there's softer things that come along with coaching. It's not just like, let's set up your timetable so you're good at time management. You know, you dive into people's whys, what their background is. And so now you've got 
privacy issues, you know, like you've got a, a work colleague for a period of years and all of a sudden this work colleague knows your entire financial history, everything that's been going on in your family, what's going wrong, what's going right, you know, they need this information to be a proper coach or in other words, a fractional coach, they need to get in there and otherwise just a consultant, you know, and they're just going to swing mm -hmm. in and just tell and then move on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, the other thing with the, um, the other field coaches can, can feel undermined if they're not franchisees. And initially people think, well, I want the one that's been a franchisee because they'll be the best one at this, um, at coaching and helping me grow my business. But um, that can undermine the people that have worked so hard to build credibility. Cause that's, that's a very common pain point in, in, in the field is that the person that is trying to build credibility. How can they do that? That would be a really good roundtable, or sorry, not roundtable, um, rant topic for another time, how yep. to build credibility when you're in the field and you're not like, um, you haven't been a franchisee or you're younger, you know, or you don't have that backstory that really lends the credibility. So yeah. Anything else you picked up or takeaways? I mean, I, I, there's always so many takeaways, but there's like three or four that I took away, you know, like we could keep this rant going for hours. I mean, most of our rants are like that. So I don't want to um, veer off down different rabbit holes, but it just, it just goes to show how, you know, a lot of people just chalk coaching up to something super simple. Like, let's just get somebody to help them, you know, or somebody experienced to help them. But there's all these different nuances as to where their experience comes from, what else gets wrapped into the role. It's not just yeah. like, you yeah. know. I'd say the biggest, biggest takeaway from that roundtable and anytime I've had these conversations with people is that there you got to super vet them and properly coach them to be that coach and set expectations. And then if, yeah, if you're using a franchisee, then you also have to set expectations with the franchise, the other franchisees in the system. Like there's a lot more to it than going, Oh, this will just work. That's okay. my big message. Let's wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> Three, two, one. Uh, go, go be, be awesome. awesome.